We wrote an article that went viral and sparked a natural hair revolution. We are Elise and Aisha, moms to small humans, digital content creators, licensed hairstylists, brand agnostic, curl educators, and generally your snarky girlfriends with no filter. We're two women from the south side of Chicago taking the stupid out of natural hair. Welcome to this episode of Curls Disrupted. And I want to let you know before we get started, this topic, what we're about to discuss in this particular podcast, it might be a little triggering to those in the beauty industry. Or a lot triggering because we're, we are going to be talking about something that we see starting to happen in the industry and how we feel about it. Um, and what we see being the outcome of some of these initiatives. So what Aisha's about to read off was supposed to be an Instagram caption, and it probably will be in the future just to tie into this episode. Uh, But we came up with it one night while we were really discussing some of, of the things that we see that we were a little bit alarmed about. So go ahead, Aisha. Let me let me take it from the top. No. <laughs> okay, so we see the scramble to create texture specific education, but what's missing is what the consumer actually wants from their salon professional. The educators that are being bought in to teach texture don't even have salon based receipts. How are you teaching about something that you don't specialize in? We can name you off a list of stylists, whether we agree with them or not, who have been in these trenches teaching texture for years. And when I say texture, I'm saying texture with quotes, air quotes around it. Okay, I want y'all to be like clear about that part. How can someone who doesn't have receipts, social proof or a flourishing business serving tight curls clients do so? The industry thought it was a trend and now realize it's not. And all this scrambling isn't cute, nor will it serve the lack in the industry. Yes. Uh, we were we were in our feelings, obviously. We, we were a little hot. We were a little hot. <laughs> we, we wrote that. But there's so many pieces of that to break down. So uh, we'll try to do this fairly quickly and not get in our feelings about it. Uh, but let's start at the fact that, number one, texture texture as the word texture let's let's define texture because first of all we think the industry has gotten texture completely wrong what is texture texture is for us texture is the diameter of a hair strand and that Mm -hmm. ranges from fine to coarse what it sounds like the industry wants to make texture is the size and diameter of someone's curl pattern And so texture gets thrown like everybody that has anywhere from a wave to a kink to a tight wave gets thrown in this one category called texture. And we've already addressed it. I think it may have been another episode. It may have been an Instagram post. It's called the texture ghetto. They've thrown all of us into the texture ghetto and said, this is the education for you, number one. So that's already triggering in terms of texture education everybody just being thrown into this one little category of you know what yeah you know it's lazy it is super lazy like racism lazy like i don't want to get to know all of it i'm just going to call it all texture when there are categories within the like there's 
the culture and then the subcultures that are a part of this texture ghetto that everybody's trying to put this hair in right now. And I feel like when the word texture is used, to be completely honest with y'all, I think the word of the word urban, I think of how the word urban is used. And so it, it sounds like it's a qualifier or a word used to describe black hair. And I'm like, this again is a lazy attempt at really ex- like exploring something that that has so much richness, so much vastness to it. Um, we're just gonna be lazy though and just call it the texture. Just the, put the texture, texture all over it. <laughs> and then when we when we start out from that lazy point of making it all texture then we go and and now that we feel that there needs to be more education although there have always been so-called air quote texture educators there have been black women black stylists stylists people of color of every in every community working with waves kinks curls tight curls whatever they've always been working with them and some have been educating on that. And now that this has become like this huge thing that the industry can no longer ignore, now we're seeking to provide all, all, the, all the outlets that ain't never been worried about a Black person, ain't never been worried about a, a Latinx person, have not been worried about Indigenous folk, other people of color who have texture, are now p- jumping into the market in trying to figure out how to educate. And what we see when they're doing that is they are finding people to become these texture educators. But when we look at, cause you y'all know, we, we, we some internet snoops and we go and look at a website or we go look at, um, <laughs> and we We're see talkers. none of it reflected, none of this texture Thing that these folks are supposed to be educating on, we don't see it. We have I'm right there. Where? Where am I supposed to be? <laughs> I see straight. I see straight hair. Straight hair. Straight hair. Straight hair. Okay, black girl with straight hair. Straight hair. Straight hair. I see. Um, and we understand that there is a very big difference between salon work and editorial work. And we see some of the folks are editorial folks, and the editorial work is amazing. But these are not things that our clients are asking us for so we have these educators who are coming in and say they're texture educators and we're like but where and but why and but how and then there's still this disconnect between what the consumer is asking the average stylist for and if you guys want a really good insight into what the consumers want we actually asked this question on our instagram it is today it is october 4th 2020. We can we can we can put it we can put it in the show notes actually. Okay, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes that because we've we've got comments after comment after comment after comment from what just your average consumer is looking for in their texture quotes stylist. I don't know how you could be exploring something or even teaching about anything without any foundation to what's going to like eventually lead a stylist to dollars. If you are not coming with some education that includes that consumer experience, there is no way that any of these folks can teach you anything about texture because they don't even know what the market is asking for. 
You don't know what they desire, how they desire to see themselves. You don't even know that they don't even know what they need. You're, you're even, like, you don't even understand how deep this is. Um, if you are not first exploring what it is from the consumer side of this. Now, not to say we have to do what they're saying to do, but to have some understanding about what their expectations are and how we fit into that or how we can make change or shift their expectations based on what what's reality and what's ideal. I was given some access to some texture education coming down the pipeline at a major uh, company, one that I actually used to be associated with myself. Um, and to see the advice given to people who I serve and to people who look like me and to tag the dermatologist I know and know that this advice, I don't even know where this advice was based. It's like we, in inside of so-called texture education, we think the rules no longer apply. The rules of cosmetology, the rules of cleansing and conditioning, the rules of like texture density, porosity, um, hydration level, things that actually truly apply to hair go out the window when you start talking about bends and waves and kinks and curls and tighter uh, curled hair. And I just have to, I, I have to see and look forward. And it's not about bashing anybody, but it's about understanding how does this information, how does this thing coming down the pipeline, especially when you're going to be educating people who have no reference point, who have, who do not possess the hair, who have no reference point to the culture, who have no reference point to what that hair should look, feel, see, smell like. And we're passing down this information that is benign at best and harmful at worst. When you give the advice, and the, the thing that I saw that really set me off, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how do I want to show up to advocate against it, um, is that so-called 4C hair, and I'm going to, I'm, again, more air quotes, uh, that tighter curl, tighter kink is only supposed to be shampooed every four months and co-washed every two weeks. That is a recipe for bacteria and fungi and who shot John to grow <laughs> on that client's scalp. And then we started talking about do, this is the routine and then heat, add heat to this routine when the, the client wants their hair straightened. I'm like, all I can envision is a whole bunch of women who look like me, who have hair like me with hair on the floor and in paying thousands of dollars to dermatologists for treatments. If it's fungal infections, bacterial infections, the beginning of CCCA. And if you are a cosmetologist who doesn't know what central sciatrical centrifugal alopecia is, you need to look it up because black women are the highest. Sure. We, we are almost exclusively the sufferers of that form of hair loss. And it's partially due to care. So when we start advocating these, these myths and unfounded uh, basis of care and we, we, we codify that into curriculum, we are doing a major disservice to the people who we are trying to serve. It's alarming. It's alarming to me. It was like, oh, you know what? Any, many, mighty, mode. That's what you did when you picked a professional baritone? Like, seriously, like what were the criteria or the criteria for, for choosing someone um, to work with or to collaborate with, because it's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna need to collaborate. Brands, um, cosmetology schools, y'all gonna need to collaborate 
with someone who is in the trenches, um, uh, who has the receipts, who's doing the work, who has the insight, the analytics, um, the information that nobody else has access to. And I'm not big upping us. But we do. <laughs> like we And it's, it's not do. just us. Again, we could name you off 10 to 15 people and organizations that have their fingers on the pulse, that have the knowledge, that have the backup, that have the practical experience to do this work. And it's so interesting how those networks are never tapped. It's always about what is the sexiest who is the most prominent? And it's very interesting because I was actually, I was going through my Dropbox um, last night just because I was like, I, I was looking for a specific picture from like 2011. I, I can't remember what picture. And I came across that I, I had the, the beautiful opportunity to assist the celebrity stylist at an event um, before, like when natural hair was just becoming like a, an internet thing. And I reflected on the day that like some of the stuff that the celebrity stylist did, like the styles were okay, but the one that people were raving about was the one I did because this <laughs> is what I did day in and day out in the salon, the actual practice of working with the textured hair. And so it's like, we, we're trying to reach for the shiny thing versus the thing that is going to pass the most extensive knowledge that is actually applicable to our end user. If we cannot satisfy our end user, if your stylists who were trained through whatever cannot satisfy their end user, then all this scramble for texture education is for naught. We are the, we then lose ground in terms of our respectability. And that's not even the word I want to use, but the only one I can think of right now. But we we lose trust. We lose that ground that has been so hard. One, because when the natural hair, curly hair movement started, we weren't there. We weren't there with the education. We weren't there with the resources. We were not someone that they could turn to. So they turned to themselves and created cultures. There's a curly culture. There's a wavy culture. There is a tight curl and natural hair culture. And they're all related, but they are not the same, actually. There are different verbiage moments in each of them. There are different practices in each of them, correct or incorrect. But there was a culture that that was raised up because as a profession, cosmetologists couldn't understand why people wanted to wear their hair in its natural state. Again, from wavy to tight curly. Stylists were not, not, were not in that conversation. It's not in the it's not in the book. In the same breath, we're already really, really, really late to the game. 2020 is incredibly late to the game. We were late to the game. And this is was actually, I think, in, when in one of our first emails, when we sent those out in late 2015, early 2016, is we, we as stylists are, we're late to the game. Four years later, as we're starting to think about implementing texture curriculum and scrambling to make sure that there's some POC. First of all, I'm black. I am not a person of color. I'm black, black, blackity black, and black all damn day. I am not a person of color because I, I can't be no other color than black. Yeah. Um, and so we we we're in this scramble of diversity. We're in the scramble of showing that we we embrace everybody. We're in the scramble, and in the scramble. Again, we're reaching for the shiny objects instead of reaching for accuracy, instead of reaching for the understanding that someone who does this day in, day out in the salon who can actually craft curriculum that reflects 
what our clients are seeking from us. They are not seeking for us to to adopt what they have trouble understanding in the consumer market. They're not trying, they're not looking for, and they might ask this, what am I, a 4A, a 2B, a 3C? They're not, but they don't know the other questions to ask. They don't want us to go, oh yeah, girl, you a 3C. What does a 3C mean? And how does me being a 3C with a certain curl pattern affect how I care for my hair? That has no impact on it. That has no impact on what my lifestyle is how much sebum my scalp excretes because someone can have tight curly hair and a very oily scalp. Somebody Mm -hmm. can have wavy hair and a very dry scalp. Someone can have tight coils that are dense, that are fine, and they work out a lot. And they may need to cleanse so much more often than somebody who is wavy, has a more sedentary lifestyle, lives in a non-humid place, and doesn't do any type of dirty work. And so when we think about the type of nuance that we should be, that we should be infusing our curriculum with, I am hella disappointed in the things that I am seeing my industry do. My biggest, like, right while I'm listening to you talk, if you're late to something, don't scramble. Be intentional about how you show up, especially now, because the way things operate with consumers, consumers care more about how you show up. They care about the intention of your show up. They don't want you to just serve them, what is it, performative acts? Don't be performative about it. Like literally like, okay, we need to sit in the room. And if you're sitting in the room and nobody in the room can tell you who's doing what, you need to change some of them, those bodies that's that's in the room. Real talk. I know what everybody is doing from consumers down to pros. Even pros that I don't who locked me out of their page. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I still <laughs> see you ma'am or mister, I still see and I know everything that is happening on in the internet space because in order to stay um, afloat, to stay relevant, to stay in the know, I have to know what's going on. It's important for me to know what's going on because even though, yes, we serve um, a tight curl audience, we have some ladies who follow us who enjoy the content that we share. And I like to know something. They ask me something like, oh, I know I don't have the hair that you normally work with, but what do you think about this? And I don't know who to say, you know what? Go check out so-and-so, blah, 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 because she or he is killing the game on this one thing. And I think it'll be helpful for you. It's, It's important that I know that because I know that even though I am in a very, or we're in a very uh, specific niche of a subculture, because listen, curls are a culture. So if we're going to call it texture something, let's just call it curls. Stop calling it texture. Just call it curls. Now we're talking about a specific curl. If you're talking about waves, if you're talking about, what is the other one? Uh, wavy, sweat. curly, and if wave, you're talking wavy, wavy, curly, tight, curly. That's, that's what y'all need to say. We need to stop saying texture because texture just seems too lazy to me. Um, and I, I'm like, well, what are we talking about? Like, what is, what is like when people say, well, I'm out 3B, well, what does texture look like? Can somebody give me an image of what that is? Because I have no clue 
what that means. Like, what I mean, it's, that? It's, def- it's definitely a better descriptor than ethnic hair. I mean, if you want to take it back, okay, fine, you want to take it back fine. to my cosmetology book where it was still referred to as ethnic hair and excessively curly and all of this very negative way of wording, texture is definitely nicer. Okay. It's, okay. Still, it's, still, it's still others. It still ghettoizes, but it's, still, it's, it's better. Okay, fine. Um, but it misses the mark. It misses the mark and the opportunity to really explore something that the the culture of beauty has tried to fix, right? Because that's what they've been doing. Fixing it. it's, it's been it's been a it's been a fixing. It's been a fixing, and even now, in what I've seen in some of the curriculums, it's still been about a fixing versus embracing versus finding out what's best for that client. What is that client desire? For for a company to say that somebody that's so-called 4C can't do a wash and go? And I'm like, where? Where? Maybe you're not capable of it. But over here, over there in that stylist chair, over there in that stylist chair, over there in that educator's chair, it's possible. So instead of... Whew, let me break it down a little bit because I feel like I'm um, screaming. Got worked up. Got worked up. I worked up a little bit. <laughs> because it, it, it's, so, it's so infuriating to know that there has been so much work done. There's been so much work done by so many different people. We're, we are pretty much, because we are pretty much one voice, but we're only one voice in a, a group of voices that do this education, that have been doing this education, that have been doing this education longer than I've even been a cosmetologist. So again, this is not about us. We get irritated because then we have to go back and reprogram and redo and reestablish trust and reeducate. And so now when we're seeing that this may end up happening on so much of a larger scale, when cosmetology students are going to start being indoctrinating in some of this information, because we 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 found out from current from some of our current mentees and uh, mastermind membership uh, members that the number letter system is being in in like put inside of schools. <laughs> that blew me. That blew me. Like out of like blew me. Actually, took my edges. I don't have any anymore because I was like, Next. are we seriously about to adopt? YouTube principles, uh, and I say YouTube principles because YouTube took that chart and ran the hell off with the chart. And guess what? Ran off the twice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ran off with that fucking chart. And then now all the people who are promoting that shit, you don't even see them. They're gone. Ask yourself this. Where are the people who were like, they're not even around or present or they're doing or they're doing like lifestyle uh (laughs) blogging at this point and so again after their fifth big chop because they don't know what to do with their hair this is not a dig it's like this but this is the reality of it and so instead of actually teaching cosmetology fundamentals as they apply to curls as they apply to different curl patterns to different textures to different densities to different porosities to different people Instead of teaching and being truly intellectually curious about how we can, as cosmetologists, differentiate each person and the experience with their hair sitting in our chair, we have brought in an arbitrary ass thing that came from YouTube that has absolutely zero to do with the jobs and the responsibilities we have as cosmetologists and the people who should be 
experts in this space of beauty. And so mm-hmm. again, all I can see is a scramble for relevancy, a scramble no. for something that the industry itself refused to see for years until their pockets could no longer unsee it. And now those pockets are responding with the pocket. They're not responding with actual genuine academic curiosity, with actual practical curiosity, with how can we serve our clients' best type of curiosity. And so if you are someone who is thinking about scrambling to put together a texture education, that this ain't what you do. (laughs) If you hear this and you want to sound of my voice, please contact someone who knows. Contact someone who, and again, it don't have to be us. Or if you do reach out to us, we can send you to how all the other people we know. Mm -hmm. But make sure that you have people at the table who do this. Mm-hmm. consistently day in day out have built successful clientele have built successful salons have built successful suites off of working with the wavy the curly the the tight curly communities the cultures the nuances that that go in between all of that who understand product because i get i per, I, tr- I came out of a very um corporate product slash salon structure i get that you are are limited to what you use in that line but i promise you that line has something that actually works (laughs) and that you could make work but it's typically not the stuff that they tell you i i spent my whole cosmetology career fighting and being like could you stop using this one brand because this this is a one segment of your brand that you say is supposed to work on black folk and i'm telling you a, B, and C of why this stuff is drying my hair out, drying my scalp out, and making it. I can't use this. I'm using something else, and that's why I'm getting the results I'm getting, and I'm getting those same results on the clients that are coming through my chair. I'm the person you should be listening to at that time. Because who else? Y'all are just coming up with this out the side of your neck. Who else is working with this clientele exclusively? Always have I- more than one in the room. So you have different perspectives that you have different experiences, you have different practical experiences, you have different geographical experiences, but have them in the room. And when you have them in the room, take their word for it. Because if they've shown you that they have A, receipts, B, that they have the experience and the knowledge to be advising you, take their advice. And instead of being the ones that are create, always have to create something new, Refer to what has already been created and proven again. And it's not just, I will continue to say this because some of y'all I know, y'all, all y'all going here, as though they're just self-promoting. No, no, no. Because again, we still had to learn as we were coming through. And a lot of our experience was self-taught, but a lot of ours, we took classes as well. There have been people who have been invested in this for years, for decades, and they are not in the mix with some of this foolishness that is starting to arrive on the scene right now. So listen, all all we're saying is if you're scrambling, you're really too late. (laughs) You're really too late. Um, And if you're going to 
throw your crown <laughs> to the arena. Uh, be intentional about doing so um, because, listen, fake it till you make it on this side is not it's not going to work. And it's not about um, being like I think a lot of people and this is what I notice a lot about, you know, cosmetologists just, you know, coming up in the ranks is this, this need to be seen um, and this need to be popular. No shade to people who work their way up and are respected and all those things. But it's not it's not even about that. It's literally about how are we going to be able to survive in this industry with the direction that the clients are because we are not we haven't been following them we just like i'm over here doing this they can stay over there doing they hair that they need to relax for i'm gonna be here with this bucket though when they ready i'm gonna be here that's not what they're doing and after this quarantine it's become abundantly clear they not they like oh I can't get to the salon what am I, what am I going to do? We have to re, have to rethink how we've approached this industry, how we have approached clients, and how we will continue to serve clients in the in the texture ghetto. <laughs> Again, not it's not texture; it's curly, wavy, tight, curly. That's it. That's essentially our piece. That That's our rant. That's our rave. That's our get it off our chest. Because these are some of the conversations that are happening behind the scenes, especially in spaces where Black stylists gather and in spaces where Black consumers are gathering. Because we, the consumers do see some of these moves and even they're concerned. So they don't, this is they're like, not moved. They're not, they moved. are not they moved. <laughs> they're not moved and they don't feel as genuine. They really don't. And, and, in this, again, in this space of where we're at, um, authenticity and genuine, uh, feelings, um, are things that people can see and feel. And if you appear to be <laughs> scrambling in the midst of all this, they're going to smell it a mile before you arrive. We want everybody in this industry to serve and to be successful and be authentic. authentic. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any input on that, we would love to, when we put, when we actually post it on Instagram, uh, we would love for your feedback. So you can follow us on our consumer page at I am black girl curls. And you can follow us on our professional page at cut it kinky. We want to know what your perspective of this is.